morning, gentlemen. Welcome back to Drive Time. Uh, if you were uh, with us last week, if you caught the video, and if you didn't catch the video, make sure you go back and see it. Because last week we started a conversation with our guest today, uh, Riley Ross. Riley is currently the uh, strength and conditioning coach at Ohio State University for the wrestling team. But he has, he's been all over the place. He has trained U.S. Special Forces. He has uh, taught professional fighters. Uh, he's, he's worked in ministry. He is uh, a, a man of many talents. And uh, um, with that comes some very unique perspectives. So again, if, if you missed it, make sure you go back to last week, watch last week's drive time, because it's going to lead you right to where we're going to start off today. So Riley, welcome back. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks a lot for being here, Dave. Um, we, we, we started out talking last week about purpose over potential or potential over purpose, like which was important. And we asked the, the quality of your questions dictate the, the just quantity of the life you can live, like how, how big and how large is your life and how, how great is who you are. But, and it's based a lot on your questions. So we had this driving question for us no pun intended for drive time with, with Cape Christian men, but this driving question of did Jesus come to fulfill his potential or to walk out his purpose? And I think we came to the conclusion that he came to walk out his purpose. And so I'll just give you a little tidbit into that, you know, as, as we discuss this next point, which is the application of it was how do we go from figuring out, well, what's purpose and potential and, and the, the first responses you have to pray to get perspective but then the next thing you have to do is you have to ask to get your identity you have to you have to to do that and you look at examples um, of when god or jesus spoke to people's identities jesus spoke identities over the people that that he discipled he, he gave them new names he gave them new things and so there's a, a, a principle and a part of that god also you know changes you know, Jacob's name to Israel, like there's Abraham or Abram to Abraham. There's so many examples of identities being realized in the presence of God and in the purpose that he calls them out of and into. And so there's this very common question that's, that's always prevalent among men, which is anytime you meet any man, you've done it before. If you have, if you say you haven't, you're a liar. Um, and, and a phony, but we go from the connected question, which we talked about before in other drive times about these levels of relationships. But if you ask a very like casual or connected question, it's, Hey, Dave, what do you do? Well, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I, you know, sometimes we ask the question, just hoping that they're going to ask us because we want, we want to talk about ourselves. Right. And so but the deeper level, the covenant level questions, these questions people asked of Jesus and then Jesus asked them back are, who are you? Well, who are you? That's, that's a harder question to answer. And that's a, a very um, multifaceted, layered question. So the question first goes to you, Dave. Who are you? Well, like you said, it's, it's a layered question um, because, I mean, sometimes it depends on who's asking the question, you know, to my daughter, I'm dad. Uh, but in a, in a grand scheme of things, uh, 
you know, various points of my life. I'm, I'm, I'm sinner. Um, I'm thief. I'm betrayer. But in the end, identity comes down to, to who I am. So who do I belong to? So I would say I'm purchased um, because I was purchased at a, at at the price of uh, God's only son. So that, that becomes my identity as as one who is purchased. So how does that make you feel? when I ask you that question. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, you almost feel like you got to talk through the whole thing and, and and map it out on a road because you know, yeah, the short answer is I'm I'm a son of the one true king. Period. Yeah. Uh, that's the short answer. Uh, but I, while that has always been my available identity, that's not always been the identity I've chosen or or chosen to live my life as. Uh, and it's been that process of who I who I used to choose to be, the choices I used to make. You know, taking advantage of opportunities that were were out there and available to me um, to, to where I've, I've, I have to make daily decisions to claim that as identity, to, to follow a path. Like we talked about in the last video, the potential or the purpose, uh, in order to, to continue to try and live out that, that narrow road of purpose. Um, I, I don't think I can do that without at times reminding myself of what my identity is. Yeah, the Bible says that foolish is a man who looks at himself in the mirror and walks away and forgets who he is. And so I think the first question that you have to go is, well, if a man is foolish for walk, for looking in the mirror and, and, and walking away and forgetting who he is, the, the more foolish man is the one who never looks at himself in the mirror at all and asks, who am I? Like, if you can look at the mirror and say who I am, well, that at least, that's a start. When you walk away and you forget that, well, that's, that's a problem, but that's the first thing I think we have to do as men is we have to really take a look at the mirror and say, who, God, who do you say I am? And when Jesus was asked that question, he, as brilliant as Jesus does, he asked it back and says, well, who do you say I am? So here's a great covenant question to ask of another man in your life or a, a wife, a friend, whoever. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a man, but to build deeper relationships with men the 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 casual question is what do you do the deeper one is who you are and then the next deeper one is who do you think i am who do you see me to be and so peter was asked that question and said you well you're the christ you're the son of god to come and take away the sins of the world and jesus says upon that truth i will build the church like upon that thing and you'll you'll be a man who who drives that. And so from that point on, Peter and Paul both go on to say things like, I have ran the race. I have finished it. I have won the prize on the, on the, the heavenward call of Jesus Christ in my life. And so if they didn't know who they were, they would have went about just as Jesus could have went about doing everything. But they were so driven that they made choices, hard choices in their life. Paul made a choice instead of getting off a shipwreck and just staying on an island. He chose to say, hey, you know what? The next boat that comes along, I still want to be a prisoner. And I still want to go to the emperor of Rome to be able to profess who Jesus was. That was a really tough choice. And so he had a lot of 
what I'm going to talk about, which are options versus opportunities. And options versus opportunities come when you know who you are. They come when you walk out your calling and you stop chasing your potential and you start mining in and, and really drilling down into who your identity is in him, through him, and then, of course, back to him in the way you live your life. And options and opportunities look like this. They look like the difference between Kronos and Kairos. Now, those two words, Kairos actually is an old Greek term, and they actually had a, a, an opportunity statue, which if you have time, if you're a Greek mythologist or if you know anything about that, they had these statues. And, and I could talk about this for days. One of my favorite things to talk about, Dave, but the opportunity statue was, <clears throat> was bald in the back and had hair in the front and had feet like wings, which meant that it was fast. If you look at just the symbolism. And so when an opportunity passed you, it was gone. You never had it again. Well, the same thing with Kairos and Kronos is Kronos is just chronological order, the passage of time. Kairos is the fulfillment of time. And the Bible refers to Kairos when Jesus came as in the fulfillment of time he came. So when his identity was ready to be revealed and felt on the earth, that's what he did. And all of us as men have these options. Options inundate our lives. They, they perpetuate every part of who we are. You have the option of if you buy a cell phone, you can get it in 50,000 colors. And also you have 50,000 cases to choose from. Those things paralyze us. Those things, you know, are, are, are overwhelming to us. When you go and look for a job, it used to be that you only had access to the things in your area. But now with things like LinkedIn, I have these incredible options to explore. But what I know in my life and what I've seen is that when I walk out my life with purpose, when I live with intentionality, when I know who I am, Dave, what happens is that opportunities come along. Opportunity knocks. And the fulfillment of time, when I've worked hard enough, when I've done things, when I've walked out who I am, these opportunities come about. Jesus, when he chose to not take on the wealth of this world, and he chose to walk out and to serve others. These opportunities came alongside the road. They looked like a leper coming to him and saying, Jesus, save me. They looked like, uh, you know, all kinds of other things. And Jesus simply walked out his calling and his identity. And those provided opportunities options for us as men can get us into a lot of trouble. Um, if we explore the option of other women in our marriage or other jobs in our, in our career or other things, we, we have the opportunity to go, or we have the, the option to go off track very, very easily. And it usually comes when we're searching for who we are. When we don't know when we're in a situation where something's been taken away from us, we've lost a job, we've, had a sickness or an illness when we're older and we're not as uh, physically gifted as we used to be and we can't do the things that we used to do. Um, it's because our identity is being whittled away in the world. And if, if, if we do it properly, Dave, and we build ourselves up in the faith and we ask Jesus who we are, what ends up happening is that he gives us opportunities, opportunities to be more like him and to step into more of who we are versus when we explore options what ends up happening out of that is is it says 
it's like a man who's tossed to and fro in the sun. It's, it's, a, it's somebody who meanders along the path, not knowing who they are. And, and to your point, whose they are and not knowing what they're called to. And so you asked the question, you who that is. I've worked really hard in my life from an early age, for whatever reason, God showed me this is to, to write a mission statement, to, to, to basically put a pointed approach to who I am. And then along the way, I just know that if it doesn't line up with that identity of who I am, then I don't explore that, that option. I just don't, I keep going down the same path. And so for me, I know it's three things. It's to, to, it's, it's to, it starts large and it gets smaller. So it goes through almost a granular approach and there's lots of ways to write mission statements for jobs and whatever. But I would, I would ask the question to God, what God, what's my mission? Who am I supposed to be? And who do you say I am? So for me, it's to inspire excellence. I just value excellence. I value, value great things in people and in, and in things. I want to impact culture. And I know I'm supposed to eat, intercede for leaders. Like those are the three things. So if I get an opportunity to pray for a man, I'm going to do it. If I get an opportunity to speak to a group of people, that's the impact culture part. I'm, I'm going to do it. Like it's not an option. It's, a, it's an opportunity. And if I, I have a chance to inspire excellence in others, which is part of what I love doing now in the place that I'm at is that allows me to make choices that are more mission focused and more purpose driven versus potential reaching and uh, potential reaching and, and option um, oriented. And that is like, that is as simple and as concise as I can put that is, is that when I walk out my identity, I get to operate in the opportunities that God provides for me. And it keeps me away from trying to fulfill my potential and trying to explore options. And um, I think it has kept me on, on a path that, that I hope leads to me being able to say at the end of the day, I have, I've ran the race. I have, I've won the prize for God. And the, he has the opportunity to tell me that I think every Christian man desires, which is well done, good and faithful servant. And I haven't, I haven't arrived there, but man, I'm, I'm really running towards that and, and keeping my eye on the prize, um, keeping my faith in them and then understanding who he continues to call me to be is, is just, it's the cornerstone and it's the crux of the way I live my life. And I try to on a daily, I fail, I, I mess up, but I, I, I'm a righteous man who continues to get up after the seventh, eighth or 700th time of failing. And that's, that is good. Um, and I like the, this idea of the, of the mission statement. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, especially if somebody's not in, in the business field, you know, the, the idea of a mission statement, you know, seems kind of foreign, but it's really just dictating in advance, like, this is who I'm going to choose to be, or this is who I feel God's called me to be. So um, I would say that that's going to be a great place for us to land um, on, on this topic of identity uh, and um, how to use that as a filter to, to gauge what are opportunities, what what is, you know, uh, a calling, what is an option and, and what's really just a distraction. Um, Cause that's what some of those options are is just distractions trying to get us to, to step off that path of purpose. 
Um, so at its most basic level, um, and you already talked about, about prayer. If, if we are going to this week, try and, and take a step into this realm of, mm -hmm. of using our identity as our, our filter in all of this, um, how do we go about, you know, if you can give us, um, you know, that, that first step of, of writing out that purpose statement or that, that defining declaration of, of who we are, uh, how do we go about that? I think, I think the first thing is, is, is taking a, a step of faith out there and asking who should be the two most important people in your life, which is, which is the, the triune God. So, so asking Holy Spirit, who am I in God and Jesus, and then asking somebody who's extremely important to you that has good perspective, um, especially as a man and, and saying, Hey, who do you, who do you think that I am? Like, and not where am I falling short, but who am I at the end of the day? What are the things you appreciate most about me? What are my, and, and don't fall into the trap of what are my qualities? Well, you're smart, you're strong, you're da da da. Like, no, no, no. Who, who am I? Like, who am I to you? And you might have to ask a couple different people, but I think, uh, you know, that is a really important question to ask the most important people in your life. If you have kids that are old enough, ask them, hey, who, who am I? And when they say, well, you're a, whatever your vocation is, say, no, like, who am I to you? Because I'm that to a lot of other people. My, you know, my, my kids know that I'm, I, I make the Buckeyes strong, but I hope they would have a very different answer if I could proceeded to say, hey, who, who am I to you? What do I mean to you? What are the biggest impacts that I have? Because God doesn't give people opportunities to influence others positively unless he's in the midst of that and so i i think you have to ask those hard questions those covenant level questions which is same thing jesus asks is who do you say i am and it's okay to ask those because what you should come to is a very stark realization if it's something that you don't want to be you better fix it if it's something that you want to be then that becomes a cornerstone of of what your mission statement is there's going to be some things that just are central and and I, I would say a theme among the people that you ask. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Riley, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to, to speak into uh, Drive Time and Cape Men this week. Um, and uh, I mean, I know for me personally, you certainly given me something to, uh, to chew on in both of these yeah. videos, some, something that I really need to, to dive into and, and journal through and pray about. And, um, you know, gentlemen, uh, that's what all this is about. It's, it's that continual growth, the continual pursuit uh, of God's identity for us so that we can live out our purpose. Um, whether that fulfills our earthly potential or not, that's irrelevant. Um, so Riley, thank you for being here. Thank you for being uh, the kingdom-minded guy that you are, you know, pouring your time, your effort into uh, the big church, not just your local church. And uh, even, even so far as to leverage your relationships with those around you to, to help improve uh, what we're doing here on Drive Time. So, so Riley, thank you for uh, what you do and who you are. Yeah, thanks. God bless, guys.